Hello Bass Best Fishing Podcast 145, deep dive on my very first Bass Fish Bassmaster Classic experience. Knoxville, Tennessee. It was a riot. It was a blast. Get all the deets in the episode. Enjoy it. This week, the Hello Bass Bass Fishing Podcast is brought to you by Arsenal Fishing. Arsenal Fishing offers premium custom-made performance apparel and tackle, Arsenal delivers a wide variety of custom-designed baits, accessories, and tools, along with unique utilitarian apparel for all outdoor enthusiasts. As part of their support, you can use code HELLABASS15 to save 15% on all purchases at arsenalfishing.com to support the show. Now let's get back to helping you catch more bass and suck less. What's up, everybody? What's going on? Welcome to another Hellabass Live Bassmaster Classic Recap Edition. Should be a fun one tonight. I got. I feel like I got so much I want to talk about tonight and so much to cover. So I feel like I would just dedicate a whole live guest-free to just running through my week slash weekend last week. It was pretty fun. Uh, I had a blast at the Expo, at the Classic. Uh, Mike M.O. says he's got first in the fantasy group, finally beat Hellabass. I had a decent classic. I got, uh, but I got to go back and uh, mark the winners. True. So good reminder, Mike. We could maybe even do a live look into the fancy fishing if we uh, want to later. Lots of familiar faces. AJ, Brandon, Caro. Got some tackle to show. I bought some things. Got some other swag bags. Brian says we're sounding good, looking good. Reset the router earlier. We should be good to go. Excited to uh, to just debrief and uh, talk about the classic. My very first classic I ever went to. So I'm excited. I got some baits to show. We got some tackle. I mean, like, look at this. This is all the notes for tonight. <laughs> We've got some things to talk about. Uh, so I'm excited. So where do we begin? Well, let's begin by thanking Arsenal Fishing for uh, supporting the stream. Let's not forget about them. Uh, thanks to Arsenal for uh, bringing the stream and this channel to a new level. Always appreciated. few days left on the current Omnia code. Uh, speaking of Omnia, they had all those smeltinator jig heads, but they didn't last long, the ones that Gussie won on. I don't know if they were supposed to get some in today, but I think they announced it during BTL, and I think they pretty much sold out as fast as they could scan them in. Um, so... There you go. <clears throat> Darius, what's up? All right. So I guess I'll just start by, I think what, I think I confirmed that I was going basically 10 days before the classic. I think I was I announced that when we had uh, Shane Durant on, that basically I had booked my flights and my hotels that week. <clears throat> what are you going to post a link to? PBC. Um, but uh, <clears throat> so my work through some of my own finagling. Uh, oh, the Arsenal fishing link. Yeah. Uh, it's in the description, I think, if you want to get fancy. Um, but uh, so it got me to Indianapolis on Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, I kind of suggested some dates that were right before the classic and right after the classic. They chose the ones right before the classic. <clears throat> so I was able to hop in my rental car, drive down Thursday night. But Wednesday night, uh, while I was pre-scouting, 
I noticed there was uh, some good looking ponds behind my uh, Marriott. And so I packed my travel rod and I packed my GoPro and I packed some baits. I packed a little like uh, Bassman compact spinner bait, a couple of small Fritz side fives, a couple of OG tinies. Uh, a couple a mini max jack a mini max chatterbait uh, a small jackhammer a few things some arsenal tactical minnows uh and i fished for about an hour and a half after work before dinner and literally after about five minutes fishing this pond i hooked up had one on was all excited i'm like yes i could see the fish like it was nothing like pound pound and a half or nothing amazing uh, that was on the little, uh, like a crawdad red craw, uh, tiny OG. And like, I went to like swing it and it just popped off and I was like, oh man. But I was like, Hey, I was only fishing for like five or 10 minutes and got a bite. I was like, I'll catch one fish for another hour and a half. Never had another bite. So, uh, don't know exactly how warm or cold the water was. I looked, uh, there was no, so I went and used that Omnia feature with the temperatures that the, the beta test for the premium members were. And I looked at like waters in the area and they seemed like they're in the mid to high forties. So I figured kind of that pond probably would be in that range. That's why I kind of selected those Fritz sides and, and some of those flat side crankbaits, but it was good to get casting. I feel like if I would have had like my, my 704 crankbait rod, I probably would have got that fish in, but being with my like weird medium travel pack rod that, uh, I'm going to blame that on why the fish popped off. So I almost had my first bite of the year, had my first fish on, but I did not catch my first bass of the year. And that was Wednesday night. I wish I, wish I would have ditched to dinner because like I could have fished for like another hour or more before it got dark. And then uh, it got, it was raining the next morning when I got up and basically with the time jumping ahead, like sunrise was like right before I had to go, and head to the client again. So there really wasn't much time to go fishing in the morning. So that was in Indy, Indianapolis. Um, so basically left Indy at 2.33 o'clock, busted down to Knoxville. Once I got like into Kentucky and uh, Tennessee, really cool drive. Kind of reminded me driving from like uh, West Virginia, Virginia into North Carolina. That really kind of, that mountain range. It was pretty cool. Uh, Dustin, did you did you fish today? Was day one today or is day one tomorrow at the uh, TBF Nationals? Uh, so that was a cool drive. Made it down there. I got into my room just outside of Knoxville for the first night, right around seven thirty. And uh, no no ponds there. A little little more nothing really to fish in that area. Grab some dinner at the Outback. Uh, right across the street, talked to a guy from Alabama, got to know him. I saw him looking on his phone. I could see that he was looking at bass fishing stuffs, stuff. So I struck up a conversation with him and we talked to Bassmaster Classic, why he was in town, that kind of stuff. He was staying with Brett Height at my same hotel. <clears throat> so day one was today. Did it go well? Or yes, day one is tomorrow. I didn't look up the stats. <clears throat> uh, but so when I was coming back to the hotel room after grabbing a, a couple of beverages from the local quick mart that uh, ran into day one today, he's an 11th, but in his division, he's sixth. Well, hopefully there's not 
is there is that a reasonable gap to make up? We might have to go look up the standings and check in on Dustin here at some point. Um, Justin Cook says you were five to six miles away from my house. Yeah, I drove right by right through Louisville. Actually, had a little traffic in Louisville. Yeah, Outback restaurants are not bad. There really wasn't much. I kind of wanted to walk. Really, just didn't feel like driving after being in the uh, uh, car. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, so I just went with someplace I could walk. I, I typically like to eat local, but the places that looked local didn't look that good. So I figured we'll play it safe. Um, there was some basketball on. Six pounds, you can make that up. But I think you got to be what first in your division or second in your division going the last day or something like that. You got to be right. There's a cut, and then so, um, yeah. So had a good conversation uh, on the way back from Quickie Mart. Ran into that that guy I met at the the Outback Bar while watching basketball while watching uh, Tennessee go down. <laughs> So we knew that was going to make for some sad uh, people at the expo the next day. And then I uh, talked to Brett Height. I was like, hey, Mr. Height. And he like seemed like he was a little bit caught off guard. But I think he recognized my Omni hat because he knows Pete per- Peroya pretty good. Um, so we chatted for a little bit. Turns out there was Cody Meyer at my hotel, Brett Height, uh, Brett Ayler. Few other the Japanese anglers, basically, basically everybody that had anything to do with Evergreen was at my hotel. So that was kind of cool. Uh, well, what's up, Sean? Sean was at the classic. Did not run into Sean. Yeah, so that was basically Friday night. I took it easy, or Thursday night. Got some rest, got some work done. Had a little bit of work to do on Friday morning before I called in sick for the rest of Friday. Um, was nice enough that RJ from Powerhouse Lithium met me at my rental car drop-off spot and gave me, me and my luggage a ride down to the expo. And his friend from Kevin from uh, North Carolina. So met up with RJ. Uh, we got there in time, so that's when I got in line with my credentials to get the early access for Bass Nation Life members. But before I went to the classic, I forgot. Let's be. Let's let's. I forgot. We're, we're out of order. While I was at work on Thursday, I got a package from Tacklecraft. Can we interrupt the classic story to open up some tackle? Let's see what's in here. Some of you probably already know what these are. You probably may have already got some. Let's see it in the chat. What uh, I'm sure some of you can guess what these are. Oh, these you already got your Tulsa house rented. That's awesome. Let's see the goods. All right. This is it must be serious because it's like it's double triple wrapped here. We got this, which is just to cover up the priority. So many layers, like an ogre, like an onion. So many layers. That's all right, Thomas. We're just happy you're here. Nothing like this. 
using our tax dollars for free packaging, right, TK? They're not SV1s. Ooh, look at that. Got me a sticker. Rather be dead than Ned. I should put that on the old laptop. Some sustainable packing material. We got three tackle craft baits. You probably don't want to see what's inside those. So no, like the SB1 story. Uh, yeah, we know your ways. All right. So Wednesday, Wednesday night after I got off the pond, went to dinner. I was back in my hotel by 9 p.m. Eastern because there was an 8 p.m. SB1 balsa drop from TK. And I was on my computer. I was all ready. I was like refreshing. I was like right when they popped up. I put them in my cart. And PayPal started giving me fits. I think partly because I was on a new computer. So I had to like log in. And then when I got to log in, it said... Tacklecraft will not ship to this address. And by the time I like figured it out, they were all gone. So hosed on the SB1s. We'll get to that, TK. It's actually not chopped. It was actually a pre-made. Yeah. Very green of uh, TK. Actually, though, I think like this paper is like very heavily calendared. So maybe even hard to recycle. Um all right, so first thing we got in here is the light. I have to, oof, might have to turn down this old uh, TikTok light here. But this, I believe, is just a 1.5 blank, I think. But I believe, if you guys didn't know this, Tacklecraft, Mr. TK, has a Patreon. And I believe this is the Patreon gift. So... This is a little custom painted, kind of a flat matte finish. Come on, camera. You got this. There's a nice little green sunfish looking little color there. So that is, if you sign, I don't know if you can still get these or if that was just people that signed up in the first batch, but that was uh, basically the, I believe this is the thank you for the, uh, the Patreons, which I believe TK has a Patreon tomorrow night. So if you want to know what that's about, you can go to his YouTube channel and check that out and get signed up. Probably look in some video descriptions or something like that. So that's a fun little bait. And then we got two. These are the Rat Brains. So this is a Marty Burns creation, collaboration, hand-carved balsa bait. Um, and they came in a two-pack, different colors. And these were the first, this is my first big M balsa right here. And so those are the two colors, kind of little sunfish pair. This is kind of a, come on camera. This camera looks really good, like when I'm out, but this camera is crap when it comes to uh, zooming in. Let's see here. 
you guys hear that? That's my new custom ringtone I'm working on. Braid loading up. Uh, let's see if this is better here. I don't know if this is... Yeah, I feel like that one does a better job of like getting close on baits. Gives a little more realistic color on what that looks like. RJ, you're not too late. We already talked. We're, we're about to tell you how you stole my luggage. So we're getting to that story. But we're just looking at some. Before we got to the classic Big M balsas. So these are just kind of a nice little fun shape. I guess we're just kind of. They're kind of like a tall, thin. So if you can see that, like a little thinner than a 1.5, but quite a bit more tall than a 1.5. I think that's going to be a good little cranking. I think I can just switch back and forth when I want. There we go. Yeah, the left side does look good when it focuses, but it, it has trouble focusing. Like it, I don't know. The color close up is not so great on these. So that's the while I was gone, arrived at home while I was driving to the classic, those baits. So now what's time? So, yes, yeah, so we're getting to the classic. RJ has been kind enough to pick me up at the, uh, the rental car place and, uh, Left was able to leave my bag in his friend's vehicle, so I didn't have to try to check it at the uh, the expo or try to do all that stuff. So when you check in at the classic for a life member, so had my uh, oh boy credentials, right? So being a Bass Life member, Bass Nation, got in an hour early to the expo got extra rest bands for jerry for uh, rj's crew so they all got to get in an hour early what else did they give you in your early entry they gave you i don't think any of this stuff is early entry stuff Also in the early, so I had an AFCO hat in there, which I gave to my roommate, Jerry. We got uh, that little AFCO keychain was in there. We got a Yamaha, like, micro cloth for cleaning your phones and screen. Yeah, you can still get the Bass Life membership. They basically, you pay a, a high, like, I don't know, like, back when my dad got it for me when I was, like, 16 or 15 or 14, it was probably, like, 200 bucks for life membership i think they're like 500 now but like if you're definitely brendan's age if you bought a 500 life membership you'd be money ahead uh and if you ever want to fish bassmaster opens or things like that you can get some priority entry uh based on that what else was in there let's see some of this oh this uh a dt10 that they uh a hummingbird on it it's kind of a i don't know if this is a regular color or a custom color it's kind of i don't really recall seeing that particular color in a dt10 before especially not one that says hummingbird on the side kinda. 
Yeah, there's a good picture of it. I don't know. Decent looking DT10. Oof. The camera does not like it to switch focus. It's got this nice uh, 33 tricky tips from the pros. So there's that. What else? Um, some uh, yum dingers. Six inch watermelon red flake yum dingers. We're in the freebie for Bass Nation members. Uh, some Tokyo Rig HD flipping hooks from VMC. Fun little pin, classic pin, a little Tennessee Knoxville pin. I can't see this. Yeah, interesting. So I think it's a a mercury pin. And then let's see, we got some business cards. Those didn't come with it. I think that was everything that was in that so kind of a fun little haul for just being a member and getting in and then you get an hour in early access to the sh the expo on the first day you got early entry into best the weigh-ins if you wanted um and then there was a lounge with like refreshments and snacks that you could get into so it was kind of a nice little perk save the toward the dt would it be worth more to keep it or if I caught like a five pounder and got a big bass award and a tournament in it? So being a life member uh, can get you some things at the classic. Um, it can get you some entry into some tournaments early. And then it just over, you know, if you don't, if you can stack it over 20 years, you just save the money of the membership. Um, but you don't get all the little like lines and power baits every year when you renew. So if you like getting those, that wasn't in the uh, Lawrence section. Lawrence booth or the hummingbird was huge, but that was just in my my gift bag. That wasn't that. That was just for checking in as a life slash Bass Nation member. All right, so we got into the expo early. Getting the, the early entry. There's still quite a few people that got in in that first hour. Um, but so I had heard that Bullshad was going to be there. So I went directly there because I heard the Trick Shad was going to be there. Um, well, you should not be so quick to say that, Brendan, because... Of my early entry, I was one of the first people to the Bullshad booth. So you were allowed to buy two Trick Shads. So I got this one and this one. So the people that saw my video. And since you want one of these, Brendan, maybe you shouldn't be so quick to judge the Bass Nation Life membership. So this is the standard. You can get one standard. So that's a seven inch glide. These, do, if you guys haven't seen the video, uh, right? These, like most bull sheds, has a little pin in it so you can pull it out, right? Allows you to get to the, the ballast section and you can adjust the weight. You can carve it out. You can add weight. You can, 
play with the, the screw and the pins. So that's kind of cool. You can, all these baits are supposed to be tuned ahead of time, but you can fine tune them to your desire by changing that or pulling that pin, which I'm not sure, but I feel like True Tungsten was the first one to ever, ever do this, uh, a pull pin uh, on a, a swim bait like this. So um, if you want to see the, uh, I was going to put this in the video, but let's see here. Let's see the full, I mean, with tail section, it's a little over seven inches. It's almost seven and a half with the tail, but it's just under seven to the hard end of it without the tail. <clears throat> and then I got one of the other colors. What are we doing? Almost 100 on YouTubes. And there's the kind of the custom color. This is the, uh, I so assume this was done by, what's her name? Jay Jekylls. That she paints a lot of the bullshad baits. Decent looking paint job. I don't know. But otherwise the same bait. And these are swiveling line ties or hook hangers. Looks like you could replace this tail if you needed to. Not too bad. Yeah, Jen. Um, but so. And Brandon's friend was supposed to get him one. Brown Bait Company. But his friend was too slow and didn't get one. So I agreed to sell this one to Brandon basically at cost plus shipping. So there you go, Brandon. This is the one that I'll send to you. I'll send you the plain one because I figure you might try to paint it anyway. So there you go, Brandon. There you go. That's hope you're okay with that. So yeah, there's the uh, trick shad. You think you think uh, he might become a member for a month for that kind of service, but we'll see. <laughs> Just kidding, Brandon. You don't have to be a member. Uh, so yeah, that one's uh, one's for me, one's for Brandon. I thought about flipping this one for a few extra dollars to pay for the other one, but then when Brandon said he want one, I figured I would just sell him one at cost and just be happy with the one I got. So there you go. Um, so that was the first stop. So the first stop cost me, I think with tax and everything, it was like $370 off to a, <laughs> a pretty good, uh, all right, we got a bid. Daniel says he'll, uh, raise the price and he's already a member, but Brendan already sent me the money, but uh, I appreciate it. <laughs> Jig squad in the house. Thomas figured out his membership again, renewed that a boy. Carol loves the purple one. Very cool. AJ, going to catch the rest on the replay, he says. That's awesome. All right, so now we are, let's see, we are 26 minutes in the stream, and we're basically uh, not even a, we're not even into when the expo actually opens for everybody. All right, so from there, I really worked on getting my bearings to try to figure out, like, what's, because the Classic had, let me actually, I can bring this up. The classic was three floors in one and then basically another building. So like they had a really good map of the expo, but it took some time to figure out where this building was because this one was actually 
across the street at the World's Fair Expo or something like that. The World's Fair Exhibition Hall. And then these were all, this was the basement. And then this was like the second floor. And then this big orange one was the third floor. And then those were all separate rooms and little aisles. It was kind of difficult to figure out where they were. And then like even this was McKee Outdoors booth. And it was actually closed off there. And you can only go into little doors in the corners. And I missed that until the second day. So there was a lot. I mean, that's the list of all the exhibitors. So it was a lot to look at and a lot to get around. So I kind of spent early on like just getting my bearings at the show to try to figure out what I wanted to do. I do think I'll throw the trick shot. I think it's actually a really good looking tournament bait. Um, <clears throat> I did not see Vixens anywhere. Honestly, I didn't look, I didn't spend a lot of time really looking through people's tackle. Um, but I don't recall seeing any Vixens anywhere. Cause like, I know like some of the people that would have had them like the tackle trap wasn't there. And a lot of those like Alabama companies that were tight with reaction innovations weren't there. It's massive. I mean, it is a bass tackle uh, wonderland uh, for shopping, for sure. <clears throat> so I kind of like just ran through everything quick. Didn't spend a lot of time looking, just kind of see where everything was, make sure I wasn't missing out on anything. I heard they were coming back, though, Kyle. I know they closed down, but I feel like they're rebooting, too. But um, it really depends, Thomas. I think that I didn't spend a lot of time shopping. I think there are things like rods and like clothing. I know like Jerry, the guy I went with, he was pretty excited about some deals on some AFCO rain gear that he got. There are some deals. If you're, you know, if you're not an Omnia premium member and already using my code where you're getting like 20 plus percent off on just about everything, that kind of lessens the deal. If you're kind of a average Joe shopper that doesn't really shop online, you like stuff in person, then it's definitely worth it. Um, I think there was some deals to be had on some Shimano reels that were pretty good that like land big fish and a few other places. And then I think if you wait, wait around for the Sunday deals, right. Um, when people don't want to pack up their stuff, I think you can, uh, uh, really score some deals. Tom Mix got himself a fury 795 Sumbe rod. There you go. That should be fun, Tom. Um, so, yeah, kind of getting the lay of the land, walking around, ran into several people. I ran into Maddie Wong really early. Um, I was kind of scoping out the uh, the Camus booth, so I knew where it was for later. I ran into Darius. He, he hunted me down before I was even going to be there. So I got to shake his hand, talk to him for a few minutes. He was, I think, just there for the day on Friday. Um. And a lot of people, it was surprising how many people stopped me throughout the weekend uh, and just said, hi, or I recognize the visor, or I recognize your voice from the podcast. Um, so that was really cool, just in general. Um, so then one of the things I went down in the corner where AFCO uh, Big Bite Bait Spro was, I saw Panger down there. Uh, and they had a pretty good giveaway there just for people like walking through. They gave you this like nice spro tackle bag just for like giving your email. And uh, 
you got some uh i don't know some spro little drop shot looking baits um some bigger drop shot looking baits the pintail stick slim and morning dawn in there was a nice so this is a freebie a big spro that pap uh, 70sb and then there was a couple packs of gamagatsu hooks and their nice uh, g finesse series some stickers that was in the uh, the free pack nice durable tackle bag All right, so that was in there. That was some kind of the free stuff. Said hi to Panger. Talked to a few people at that booth. Um, Travis, you stealing some bone ones? Hmm. Joe said, seen you at the takeoff one morning. Very cool. That was day two that I went to the takeoff. Those weren't the CJ Smashers, though. Those were, uh, they're not way different. These are the... Uh, Pintail Minnow 3.75 inch Ozark Craw. They're a little bit different. They're not way different than the CJ Smasher, but they're they're almost like a little split tail. They're almost like a drop shot, almost like the old kind of twin tail, like spinnerbait Z-Man trailer almost. Uh, yes, Edwin caught some on the trick shad at Redcrest, and that's why they were such a hot ticket at the, the expo for sure. I told him, uh, I actually mentioned that in the chat <laughs> the second time he did it. <laughs> uh, oh, got update. Uh, Tony Hatton's 22nd in the boater side. Greg Potts is 7th, 2nd place non-boater for Minnesota. So that's the same tournament that uh, Dustin is fishing in. Thanks, Marty. I'm probably going to get a Fury 795 as well one of these days. All right, so we got the Spro walking around, checking things out. Um, the rest of the day, kind of hunting. I didn't really buy much that day other than the the swim baits. Really was checking things out, talking to people. Ran into a ton of people that I knew. Tons of pros. Uh, you know, a lot of the anglers that didn't make the Classic were there. Um, you could kind of... Friday was a really good day if you wanted to meet people, talk to people, get into booths. I probably ran into 20-some people from Minnesota that day. You know, Pete from Omnia. I actually ran into Tony Hatton, <laughs> who was fishing the TBF today. Um... <laughs> you could look at, you know, get your hands on reels, baits, things like that. Look at things. Pretty easy on day one. I ran into Tyler... Tyler's Real Fishing on day one. I talked to Brad Holman that day in the uh, the booth, and I got myself one of these. Little BFE hat. What do you think? Hat or visor? I did get to look at all the bullshad rods at the bullshad booth. They had each one of the, the new ones and the old ones there to look at. So that was kind of cool. There was a new reel called 
Bates, B-A-T-S, that was the one, I think that's the one that was made in Texas or designed and engineered and made in Texas. Um, kind of fits, it feels a little snug though. I feel like, I mean, like we're topped out right here. I mean, like we're, um, what do you think? Should we take, should we do a live little, see we've got a nice little Hallman fishing patch on the back. A little Richardson style 112. Look at that. We got, we're just, we're two buttons. Oh, look at this. Brendan, thanks for becoming a member, buddy. Visor gang. You know what that means. One of us, one of us, one of us. Welcome to Team Hella. Don't cut the hat, please. Why wouldn't I cut the hat, please? Are you kidding me? Well, I think we're definitely going to. But I do want, so I just want to, so I tried to, like, <laughs> Hallman was carrying around this duffel bag. It looked like he was selling drugs at the Classic. Uh, but he had all these hats in there. And I tried to pay him for it and he wouldn't take my money so what i would want to do do want to uh this in the chat well i will don't don't say i won't uh but uh so he does have these for sale on his website so if anybody's interested i would encourage you to check these out because uh, I wanted to pay him, but he wouldn't take my money. So what I would like to do is do a drawing for one. Should we do the drawing? Oh, why am I face up there? Get out of here. Um, so should we do the drawing now or should we wait? Basically, what I want to do, I want to draw a name, and then I'm going to buy one and send it to one of you. You guys can pick whether you want the foam trucker hat. Or you want the uh, low-profile BFE hat. So there's that one. Or that one. So we'll call it the patch or the trucker hat. So drawing now or drawing later. And I encourage any of you if you think they're cool and you want to support Brad, uh, he's not sold out. I don't think so, is he? I'm going to add him to my cart. I mean, when I saw him Saturday night at the Hill, he still had quite a few. Later? Tom says later. All right. Do we cut this hat now or do we cut this hat later? <laughs> then I changed my answer. Cut. He's going to make more. I mean, what are the chances that I screw it up? We, we use this as a, use an Arsenal one as a guide or do I just free ball it and just wing it? I've done enough of these. You think I'd be able to just wing it? Please don't do it. It's too nice. 
Are you saying this hat's not nice? You don't like my hats, Nick? Are you saying this isn't nice? This is unreal. Hey, ain't no shame in that game. You would think so. All right. Arsenal Battle Braid. You'll buy it from me at the TBF at Wabashat. You can just order one online, Nick, if you don't win one. All right. So we'll just start. Whew, it's a lot of pressure. I've done it before. Oh, boy. It's happening. She's thick. Get that nice audible on the micro or the uh, micro the microphone. Substantial. This is a high quality hat. You can tell. She's thick as we're. Not too bad. Looks kind of straight. The the key is always like don't go too thin. You can always take a little bit off. It's hard to add back, believe it or not. All right. So. Oh, that's a little bit a little stingy there. Oh, there it is. The first pass. How do we do? Does anybody want to go in a drawing for a... Uh, Yonka, Caro, do you need another hat top? Should we just should we see what it looks like? Oh, it's so much more freeing. Look at that. I mean, that's... What do you think, Brad? Are you watching? Mr. Hallman? You look at it. Just about nailed that. That thing is a little, little bit here on this backside, but like, yeah, I mean, it's... We're going to rock this the rest of the stream. Oh, feeling good. Kent Dorfman. He's a legacy from Pittsburgh. Who's Kent? It says BFE. Yeah, so that's based on the best flipper ever. Or bumfuck Egypt or whatever. And then you got the, it still preserves a nice little Holman fishing patch on the back. I mean... This thing was begging to become a visor the way he put the logo on it, if you ask me. We just we just go for it. Uh one time I bought a visor. I don't know if I have it. It's a I have a Bassmaster visor because I had when I fished my one and only Elite Series tournament as a, a co-angler, the one that Remitz won. You had to have a Bassmaster shield. To cross the stage and weigh in. So I bought one of their Bassmaster and had a little tiny shield on it. So that's the only one that I ever really might remember buying. That's right, Visor Gang. Um, <laughs> little propeller on it, make it a little top water, a little. No, that, that's, I don't think that one's going to work. 
There you go. Are you still here, Tigercraft? Because we're about to. I, I, I'm, are you ready for me to talk about? I do have a. I do have a ready-made visor. I don't believe this was bought. I believe this was a giveaway. Are you still here, Tigercraft? We we're gonna talk about this. So I was telling this earlier that I have this, and I'm not sure if this was from somewhere where maybe my parents the first year down at Amistad or one of the years I went down to Amistad, if I got this or if my parents got it for me or if they went somewhere to a classic and got all this stuff, I don't really remember. Gussie was not on. He was just in the thumbnail. All right. So here it is. So I got, and I, so I don't really remember if my, if I got these signatures or if somebody else did, but uh, so we'll start here. That's Mark Tucker. He was from, I believe, Missouri. Guy liked to lift weights. Trying to figure out what this one is. Can anybody... Is that Luke? That's Luke Clausen, isn't it? That's what that is. So if Luke Clausen signed this, this has to be pre-2006 Classic. Because that was the one he fished on the Kiss Me chain, and then he did not compete in that Elite Series. So that, right? I'm pretty sure that's Luke Clausen. I'm pretty sure. So, um, I'm trying to think, where would have somebody got? Maybe my parents went to one of the classics somewhere else before that. Or, you know what? It might have been when the elites or the E50s came to Wasoda in Wisconsin, maybe somebody got this for me and got it decked out. Yeah, so we got Mark Tucker and I'm pretty sure Luke Clausen. Then here we've got Rich Bass Wishes, Rick Clun. And then over here on this side, we've got Too Rich, Never Give Up, Mike Iconelli. And then I think this is Chad Brower right there. Ah, man, I'm struggling with the camera here. Pretty sure that's Chad Brower. I don't know who else that would be. It looks like a Chad... And then we got Tommy Biffle right there on the brim, I'm pretty sure. And then we got Rich, great fishing, Kevin Van Dam right under the Mercury. And then this, I'm not so sure what that is down here. I don't think that's like it's coming off Tommy's tee there, but I think that's a signature of some kind, but can't really identify what's going on there, no matter which way I hold that one. So, yeah. Got some interesting signatures on it. It's not quite Denny Brower, but it's Chad Brower. That's almost as good, right? Biffle. So I got Clun, KVD, and Ike across the top. 
Interesting. And I just I actually found this in like old tote. I kind of forgot that I had it. But uh, so that is a visor that wasn't cut. I don't think I bought it. I'm pretty sure it was a giveaway. You think that's Edwin Evers? I kind of thought maybe it's really kind of messy. It could be there. That kind of looks like a maybe that's an E. I don't know. Could be almost like his initials. Yeah, pro team shirt to go with this. Good point. I don't know. I guess I don't know if this thing has like it says Mercury Dock Store, made in China. There is no like event markings on it to say like it was from a certain event though. E three. Is that is Edwin Evers go by E three? Yeah, I wonder what was uh, Bassmaster at Wasoda. E50. 2005 was Lake Wasoda. That would make sense. That's probably where it was. Elite 50 number four. June 15th through the 18th, 2005. I bet you that's where it was from. I guess we'd have to see if Luke Clausen was there. I think Van Dam won that one. All right, let's see here. Rick Lund was there. Uh, Edwin Evers was there. Iconelli was there. Luke Clausen was there. Tommy Biffle was there. It says Denny Brower was there. Is that Mark Tyler instead of Mark Tucker? No, that definitely is Tucker, not Tyler. So most of the names are on there, but it's got to be that same time period. All right. Yeah. Need to work on that for sure, Mr. Blattel. Chad Brower was not there, but maybe he was just hanging. Was he maybe just chauffeuring for his old man? I mean, it was summertime. Maybe. I don't know. Very nice, Justin Cook. That's a that's a keeper there. Yeah, if you guys are having fun tonight, hit the like button. Much appreciate it. All right, so where are we in our? Uh, so we still got to give away a BFE hat. We've uh, so Friday night. So I stayed. Uh, I didn't go to the weigh-in. I use that time to, you know, I don't have any suck less merch unless you want a custom order from Amy because she's the only one that uh, has made that. I have not done that. Um, I didn't go to the clutch swim bait booth, but I saw the clutch swim baits at the uh, 
Baitworks booth, they were $250 a piece. But I think if you bought a swim bait, you got a free rod, maybe? Maybe an F5 rod or something like that? Yeah, there was definitely. That was uh, Ike did uh, broke his line and picked up there and caught a fish. I do remember that. Did I send you a pic of the clutch? I might have. Oh, if I sent you a pic of the suck last, it was the hoodie that Amy made for me that I've worn on the uh, the stream several times. But uh, so yeah, I stayed. I did not go to the weigh in. Uh, I used that last three hours at the show where people really dissipated, and it was interesting. Like you could literally like, I walked by the Ike Foundation booth, and Ike and Italy was literally standing there with a person from the Ike Foundation. Nobody talking to him. Um, you could have walked right up to Rick Clun so many others like if you really like want to meet pros go there on friday and don't go to the weigh-in or i think any day and not go to the weigh-in it really clears out and you can really like if you want to meet pros or former pros or any kind of anybody uh not going to the weigh-in is the way to meet them if that's your jam no, Ike broke the flag. Yeah, it was around that time, but it was at the Classic in 2006 that Ike broke the uh, flagpole. The first one they had in Florida, which was 2006, I believe. So, Greg? There was I, there was definitely some rod deals. I didn't really check them out. I do have this picture of <laughs> two dudes absolutely with a pile of rods in their hands. Where is that? You guys can see this, but like they both have to be carrying six or eight rods a piece, and they were like these bright orange reddish color. I don't know, but they were. I mean, they were like brighter than they're like not carrot stick orange, but more like hunter neon orange. That guy looks like he has five, the other guy looks like he has six rods. So I didn't really check out that. I'm pretty set on rods, so I did see the uh, those. I did see those swim baits. Uh, they were right next to Hog Farmer, I think, or maybe they were in the Hog Farmer booth. Also very pricey. Did not. I was already tapped out on buying expensive swim baits for the week. I don't know. I didn't get up that close to them. I would bet the last day those rod prices even got better. Yeah, those they get, if you went down to that bottom floor, they were just giving away those buckets and people were carrying. I was like, the last thing I want to do is carry uh, a bucket. Um. So, yeah, I, I walked around, met a lot of people, talked to a lot of people. I think Friday afternoon is when I talked to Ken Duke and Terry Batista. Uh, so exchange business cards with them. We'll have those guys on from the Big Bass podcast on. So that was pretty cool. Uh, who else did I see Friday afternoon? Talked to Bernie Schultz because he was standing next to the Camus booth. Um. And he actually was like, you know, he he said he was running the, C, the CX-20 one. And after running the CX-20, he's actually thinking he'll probably go to the uh, a CX-20 in the future, which is interesting. Uh, Tyler's Real Fishing. 
I ran into Bailey and Deacon from the Serious Angler several times on Friday. Brian Robinson, former Viking, now tackle addict owner. Um, you know it, Gabe. Yeah, so I'm excited to have Ken on. I've been a fan of Ken way longer than the Big Bass Podcast. He's always been uh, very cool. Favorite booth to visit? Hmm. I don't know if I have a favorite booth. There was a lot of good ones. McKee's booth was really good. The Bullshad booth. I enjoyed checking out the new monocoque dial reels. Um, Land Big Fish had some interesting deals that I saw on Saturday. I'll get into that. The Icon booth was pretty hopping. Um, I don't know. I was more interested in like talking to the people. Honestly, I, 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 I I, I did not play with the move. The power player people were lined up to get their foot on the move. I don't think I have any uh, interest in buying, uh, spending on $5,000 in a trolling motor. So I really didn't uh, spend any time uh, there. Uh, I did touch the Texas made. Uh, What's it again? Bates reel seemed okay. They had a prototype one of a, like a size 100 that was actually pretty nice, but they wouldn't let anybody take pictures. That was kind of a prototype. I was actually looking at it with Trey Harple. I ran into Trey Harple from TH Customs, uh, and he was walking towards the booth, so I went over there with him and his buddy, and he was really checking it out. So I just kind of like watched him check it out, and uh, he was mildly interested in their reel they have out now, but he was kind of pretty like excited about the 100 that they have coming out that's not ready yet. Um, they're going to be around $250, $300 for those Bates reels. But they're basically designed, engineered, and assembled. And some parts are made. They're not 100% made in the U.S., but they are assembled in the U.S., and a lot of the parts are made in the U.S. Yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, in a nutshell, yeah, Justin, I do plan. Like, as long as the dates work out, I plan to go to Tulsa for sure. Uh, I have learned some things uh, and would change my approach slightly. So that I guess Friday night. So I, I stayed late. We did the show thing, skipped the way in, uh, got to walk around a little more freely. It was really nice. Got to talk to some more people that I wanted to talk to. I spent a lot of time going around thanking past guests like, uh, you know, Brock Mosley, uh, I'm trying to think. I'm blanking. I can see Destin Demarion, uh, Josh Strachner, guys like that. Other pros that have been on the stream. Uh, so that was kind of interesting. I got to do a lot of that on Friday afternoon. The Icon boat, I tried to get go there early, but they didn't actually unwrap their booth till 1230. And then once they unwrapped it, like every Icon boat the first day of Friday was literally had like 20 people wrapped around it. I really wanted to like get a video of it, but there were so many people crawling all over it the whole time that I didn't really get to see it on Friday. I did go back Saturday first thing, and I got to look at the Icon boat a little bit closer, but there were still too many people there to do a video. But their front compartment system is pretty interesting. I do have a uh, – oh, my sheet's upstairs. They had a sample price sheet, and I want to say it was like – some. it wasn't quite 140 but it was over 130 It was between 130 and 140 on their sample uh, pricing sheet. So um, – I can post that or share that. Somewhere. Yeah, Icon was nuts every time. 
Um, so yeah, Friday night. So I wrapped up. Then I, uh, Jerry, my roommate. Uh, so I, after the first night, and then uh, RJ tried to call me when they went to the weigh-in. So my luggage was being held hostage. Uh, and so I, I, I walked home from the expo while they were at the weigh-in to the the Airbnb, which is about a mile and a half. Because I was meeting Jerry there, who is my roommate from Wisconsin, who I've never met until that night. But he said he was going. He heard on the podcast, and he thought he might have an extra room. So, um, so I met him there, uh, and uh, RJ stopped by, dropped off my luggage. I walked. Knoxville was pretty nice to walk through, but one bridge I walked under was very super sketch. <laughs> Got a little nervous. Look, there was about 180 homeless people on about a one block stretch on both sides of the road, and I'm like walking along with my little like Bass Nation life member bag full of tackle, and I'm like, all right, let's 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 get out of here. Um, and then uh, RJ dropped off the bag. We ended up going out to some barbecue, sweet peas barbecue in Knoxville. It was pretty decent. Hung out with RJ and Kevin and crew and Amy. Um, then they called it a night and then, uh, Jerry and I went to Kiha or something, wherever hook said their official place was right next to our, we had a couple beers there called it a night pretty early. Um, and then Saturday morning, there was a pretty good rainstorm that hit right before takeoff, uh, took the power out in our Airbnb for a minute, but I got up trucked down by myself. Jerry slept in because he drove 15 hours or 12 hours from Wisconsin on Friday. I walked about a third of the way there, and then I jumped on one of those Lime scooters, and I just, like, skirt, skirt, like, paid $5 and just blasted down the way in, and then just came, like, flying in down the hill to the river and then dumped my Lime scooter and uh, watched the blast off on day two. It was kind of interesting. Um, it's a takeoff. It was kind of cool. You couldn't really get down on the docks because I didn't have my media badge yet. So that's one thing I need to uh, – I, I applied for my credentials ahead of time, but I – got too distracted by all the shiny tackle things on the expo on Friday and didn't pick up my media badge. So I didn't have it on Saturday until later. Um, yeah, it, it was very clean. It was really nice. Um, I definitely recommend it. Like the classic was all it was cracked up to be. In my opinion, it was definitely worth going. Um, so I did the weigh-in. I walked over, checked out where, what is it? Uh, not Neyland, Thompson Bowling Arena, where the weigh-in was. Then I walked up to the expo, waited to get in. Jerry met me there. I tried to go over to the Icon booth on Saturday morning right away. And while I was waiting, ran into Uncle Frank. Got to say hi to Uncle Frank. He was wearing his Hawaiian shirt there while we were waiting to get in by the Jumping Dogs. Um saw Mark Menendez, talked to him for a little bit there. He stopped by and said, I had a Frank. And then I saw JB, Jonathan Patel, uh, Gabe's Tin Horse Monty's co-host. So we talked for a while. I ditched Frank to go talk to JB. Uh, eventually got in the show. Kind of re- And by the time, I, I really pretty much saw almost everything day one. Like, if you skip the weigh-in and are there all day, you can kind of see the expo on one day, especially on a Friday when there's not as much traffic. It would be pretty hard to see everything on Saturday with all the uh, um, traffic. No problem, BBC. Are you going live with the uh, mainstream here a little bit? We'll, we'll we'll send people over when we wrap up here. Um, and uh, but I did 
when I was over at Icon, then I wanted a lambig fish. So they had like aisles and aisles of Guggen for a dollar a bag. It was like two dollars a bag on day one, but they all marked down to one dollar a bag uh, on day two. Uh, and uh, I did notice though there was some other stuff. So I got the. Uh, They did have these three eighths ounce fire craw jackhammers for like $7.99, $6.99. They were seven or eight bucks. So, but it was only this color and this size. And they probably had 500 of them, but I only bought three. Um, I don't know. But I probably could have bought a bunch of them and resold them when they got hot again. Or just, you know, cut the skirts off and put your own skirt on for that price. But I don't know. That was a pretty good find. Definitely could have bought more. They had some striking stuff, they had some zoom stuff. That was decently priced and some unique colors. Um, they were giving out quite a few of these uh, sample packs of the VMC Redline hooks at the takeoff, so I did get some of those. I grabbed one pack, and then the kids were still standing there, and they clearly people were starting to disperse, <laughs> and you could tell they needed to like get rid of them so they could leave. So then I just like it's like if you want to give me a bunch. Uh, so you can leave. So I do have a few redline hooks that we can play around with and test out. They all seem like pretty light wire ones in the the uh, sample packs, though. Not exactly heavy wire. <sighs> um, otherwise, they had some... Th there was some good stuff, I think, in the Zoom, because I think they had some unique colors and stuff. But you had to like look at each bin and be like, okay, that's a speed worm in this color and a speed craw in this color and a critter craw in this color. Like, and it's just like, man, I just, after getting so used to shopping at Omni, I just don't have the patience to like look at a bin and look at a bin. Like, I just want to like scroll and like look at a list. So I didn't really dive into the Zoom. Plus, I didn't really want to, I was flying home and I only had one bag. So, you know, the uh, filling a bag with 50 pounds of plastic on a bag that was already, uh these redline redline is a whole series dustin and i don't know what they all have they're just more like the g finesse they're like the that kind of like gray matte finish with a coating that are supposed to be super sharp but these ones that are in my bag are definitely not like the haymaker one looks like a really small like o'shaughnessy trailer nico hook the other one is a straight um like offset wide gap and the other one's an ewg i do like you know on their ewg hook they do have a nice gap like the hook point you know runs above that so it looks pretty good so play around with those in the future they're definitely more expensive than other vmc hooks though for sure Dandium. What's that? What's the uh, from the Black Panther? Vibranium. Tacklecraft TK, you renewed your uh, your membership. Thanks for joining. Appreciate it. Team Hella, much appreciated. We got to give uh, TK one of us. One of us.
Yeah. So the hooks look good. I, I would be in, like trains on sale to try out some of the other ones. Where were we? We're Saturday morning. The crowds are like massive on Saturday. You can't barely move around once after an hour. There's like the it's just like the aisles are like it was like I think I posted a little like if you're like fearful of like <laughs> crowds. Uh, let's see here. Like it was just a madhouse, just as far as you could see. Like any little pinch point was almost impossible to traverse. Uh, so it was definitely not as easy to get around that day. Looks like a, here's a little wrapper from somebody's Milky Way phone booth I ate. Um, so talked to some people, ran around, hobnobbed to more people. Was kind of done looking at the show, but then I finally realized I saw the little the Nuki bait, whatever. Um, they had some of those, and I went in the McKee booth that I didn't see the first time. Um, Well, Amy, that's really too nice, but I'm not sure why you both need a membership, but it's much appreciated. Thank you. That's awesome. I guess we can't leave uh, Amy out in the cold. One of us, one of us, one of us. Thank you, Amy and TK both. Definitely will be at your Patreon stream tomorrow night. So I went to the McKee booth, and I did get a couple more swim baits. Brendan's not here. But uh, I got some of these uh, owner Burukin or Burukin, which is kind of like a mag draft, a little bit smaller, kind of a tournament snack size. I think these are normally $15 plus at Tackle Hookup, and you'd have to buy six of them to get free shipping. But uh, McKee Outdoors had these three for 10. They had some colors that I definitely liked. So I grabbed three of these little bad boys. I think these would be a nice little tournament sized swim bait. Uh, pre-rigged harness style. So kind of excited about these. 5.4 inch. I can probably open one of them up. That color probably doesn't show off real well. The trick shad, Landon? Where do you look at the trick shads? We got that one. And that one. These were a bargain compared to the trick shads. Three for 10 versus two for 360. All right, let's get this Burrican swimmer out. So there it is. Nice little morsel. It's got a little slot. You can kind of see it's got like a little a slot to put the hook in. I don't know how well that'll hold or not hold the hook. But it's kind of got those two fins to give it a little protection on the hook there. Kind of a multi-piece swivel to make it completely free swinging. Got a pretty nice floppy soft tail. Um, kind of meaty. It's a hundred or thirty-two grams, so I can give you a comparison against a. I mean, it's definitely smaller than a six-inch mag draft. So that'd be a bite getter for sure. It's kind of compared to the, the mag draft for perspective. The outside fins are the hook holder. Oh, that's what I'm supposed to flip this button do. You're saying it's supposed to go like this? Let the fins hold the hook up? 
Is that what you're saying? And then I talked JB into getting a couple of these. This is the Birkin Swimmer. It's made by owner. It's actually been out for a minute. Like they've been around. So it's. Oops. Come on. Focus. I'll just switch here to the camera that focuses. Yeah. Birkin Swimmer, 5.4 inch. So there, that was the the last of the purchases. Picked that up kind of late on Saturday. And then I did go, I tried to go down by the take or the, tried to find where the boat ramp, where the pros would be coming in. Didn't really find that. So then I walked to the weigh-in. By that time, I did get hooked up with my media badge from the, the media staff. So I was able to go to the backstage at the Thompson Bolum Arena. Uh, and uh, so I went in there and I started in the media room, kind of watching, talking to some people that I knew. Saw Pete there, talked to Pete Robbins, uh, Kyle Jesse, a lot of the other writers for Bassmaster. Um, I went and watched a few minutes of the weigh-in. Kind of got bored with that. So then I went and walked out to where they were lining up and bringing all the, the boats in. And I started talking to the, some of the pros and getting some short videos and, and clips of some of the pros coming in. So if you're watching my Instagram or my uh, TikTok, I posted a bunch of short videos from kind of the people coming in. So I could talk to Bob Downey and Austin Felix and Seth fighter and uh, a bunch of other guys as they were coming in. So I got some kind of behind the scenes stuff. And that was definitely to me a lot more interesting than just standing and watching the weigh in on day two. Um, then after that, uh, met up with Jerry, went back home, got the truck. We went out to the hill. We went to Luke Duncan's after party, um, his uh, live kind of concert. Uh, that was kind of a good time. It was pretty packed. Uh, the Bass U guys were there. Shaw Grigsby was there. Luke Duncan, Brian Robinson, uh, Brad Holman was there. Uh, several other people that I met and knew there. Panger was there. Upshaw was there. I'm sure I'm forgetting some people. Um, G-Man was not there. Justin Cook. Um, unless he came later. I guess uh, Holman was singing after I left. Uh, Sh- uh, Shannon Wheeler was there playing. Uh, the guy from Whiskey Myers was there playing along with some music. Um, but that was just a good time. Hanging out uh met some more people there that said they were fans of the show that was kind of a thing all through the expo people were stopping which was really cool uh had some people meet me at the camus booth but that was probably the biggest like the, the thing that i thought was the coolest um and uh just meeting people and and that was probably the biggest thing for me yeah i mean getting some deals getting some baits was cool but it was honestly just um hanging out and uh meeting people and shaking hands of people that I kind of know on the internet, but don't really know. That was a lot of fun. Um, and then we stayed out until 10 30, 11 o'clock. And then, uh, sat at a seven something AM flight, decided to call it a, a night. Um, and then, uh, went to the expo, saw Bill dance at the Knoxville airport. 
didn't bug him, but he was having breakfast. Then he walked by me at the gate. So he uh, also had enough uh, by that time. So he was <laughs> out of there on Sunday as well. I didn't get to see Gramps. I didn't get to see Sean Lai. Um, I did see Luke Duncan. Talked to him at the TH Marine booth. Uh, saw Ralph Army Outdoors several times. Uh, who else did we talk to? Alex Rudd. Talked to him. I'm sure I'm forgetting some people. Um, things I learned. Just takeaways, right? Like next year... <laughs> I will definitely make sure I have my media stuff in order so that I can get in the show early. So, because I think that in the mornings, the media can get in like an hour or two before anybody gets in. And I would like to go in and shoot some videos and actually get some content. Once the show starts, there is no opportunity to get some content. So next year I will make sure I have my media stuff well in advance. I think I would do the show again on Friday. Um, and, and I probably would stay late and not go to the weigh-in on Friday. Tuesday or the day two, I probably would see if I could arrange a media ride along and actually ride in a boat or get in a, a, a chase boat and go out on the water on day two. Um, and then I would probably go back on day three and do the show again and then go to the weigh in on day three and do the backstage stuff. So I think that's how I would attack the Tulsa classic if I were to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I saw Rudd a couple times, uh, hanging out a different few booths, walking in the aisle. Seemed pretty nice in person. Only talked to him for a minute or two. Um, so that's kind of nutshell. Flow home. Watched. Uh, it was nice that it was on Fox on the Delta Airlines. They had the Fox broadcast in the the back of the rest. So I got to watch the last little bit before they went offline. Then I watched the Super Six Wayne when I got home on my phone, and that was my classic experience. I will say that. Usually during classic weekend, I'm very much glued to the live cover, whereas like live coverage, but I almost watched none of the live coverage this year because I was just busy walking around and it's hard to watch live um, and uh, <laughs> see the show at the same time. So um, from that perspective, um, you don't get to see as much of that. They do have monitors and things like that um but so that that is one thing if you like being clued to the watching the live it's tough going to the expo yeah um so i talked to brett height about being a guest i talked to ken duke and terry batista those are the ones that jump off I did get some business cards with some other people. Um, I, there was a lot of people that were busy and they were talking to people. So I didn't like, they were talking with fans and like, and I just didn't really want to like bug them to be a guest. So I didn't line up as many as I thought I would, but I also didn't try that hard. Um, kind of felt like they were in their work environment and also didn't. So we got to give away one of those uh, Hallman hats. That I promised. Uh, so let's see. Did not line up Tony Christian. I did not see Mike Long. Uh, I didn't run into either one of them. Uh, 
Yeah, I think for a spouse, it would be a lot. I ran into a few spouses, and they were definitely, like, they went on day one, and they were troopers, and they got dragged back to the expo on day two, like, or if you could go with couples, right? And, like, I think, like, RJ uh, and Kevin went hard, and I think uh, their their significant others went and hung out and took things a little more casually. So uh, if you are going to bring your spouse, I think uh, going in a couples where that the couples can kind of break apart and have some space, then uh, I think that's the way to do it. <laughs> uh yeah if 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 i think if if you go on friday and you skip the weigh-in or even if you go on saturday and skip the weigh-in you can see it all in one day if you don't skip the weigh-in i think you're gonna have trouble taking it in in a day and i think you gotta have a plan and a focus to some degree all right Streamyard giveaway tool Dang. Hmm. Come on. All right. If you want to win. The trucker hat or the BFE hat, I'm gonna buy one since Almond wouldn't let me buy one, and I'm gonna send it to one of you. So I'm just you're good. So if you want to get into this, you have to agree <laughs> that uh, you are gonna give me your address so I can enter it in the and have it direct shipped to you because I'm not gonna order it, have it shipped to me, and then ship it to you. So that's the agreement is that by doing this, you are agreeing for me to give me your address so that I can ship it uh, via his website. That's a pricey jackhammer rod. I did see Travis Manson. He was at the, uh, he was around, um, and I ran into him at the the hill, the Luke Duncan thing. Uh, you have to register ahead of time and then prove that you are a legitimate media outlet and get credentials. Lots of people getting in the Oki drawing. Let's see, we still got a uh, hundred and some viewers. Let's see how many people want to get in on the Oki hat. I guess also uh, April 30th, Intune Marine is having their live demo day, and I'll be taking my Kama CX20 to uh i believe it's at lord fletcher's on minnetonka so on april 30th if you guys want to ride in a phoenix or a camus or a vexus whether it's a bass bowl or multi-species they also have pontoons out there so if you are interested in, in live demos or riding some bass boats i want to check them out april 30th circle your calendar out on uh, minnetonka and you're in the area you can ride in all of those boats for free all in one place and open them up and look inside of them and check them out so if anybody's interested, about half of the people are in. We'll give it two more minutes here. 
on the uh, <clears throat> the drearing. Looks like most people are in. Only have to. Uh, <laughs> probably got $150 free hats. I think I got a couple. I, there was definitely more people trying to give me stuff that I didn't take. And I was like, uh, I was like, no thanks. I'm good. Like, uh, <laughs> um, Joey Cifuentes had like some signed cards, and he's like, "Here, take one." And I'm like, "Uh, uh, thank." Uh, I'm like, "I didn't really want one, but he gave it to me anyways." Where's my? Uh, I did get another card that I actually kind of wanted. So on day two, I went back to the AFCO booth, and uh, I snuck in the back door of the Bass Pro booth through the back way. If anybody knows what that looks like. And Maddie Wong was uh, posted up at like the little circular desk there. I don't know where. Um, I had my little thing from Maddie Wong. I don't know where it went. Maddie Wong gave me a signed card, which actually that was cool because he's like a friend of mine. Um, I don't know what I do with it now. I can't find my Maddie Wong signed card. But I kind of turned down the Joey Cifuentes one because <laughs> I didn't really want it, even though he won uh, that event. But uh, where's my uh, Manny Wong card? Where'd it go? I'm sad. I can't find it. I saw it tonight. I know I did. We got, I got a Bass Geek sticker. Bass Geek was hanging out in the Camus booth. Um... Well, it's right here, but there it is. My Maddie Wong card, my Triton Maddie Wong card. Uh, I I will say though, I was impressed. Joey Sefuentes and his wife are very musical. Joey Sefuentes' wife sang at the Luke Duncan thing, and Joey Sefuentes I think played some guitar and some harmonica. So that was kind of cool at the Luke Duncan thing. Yes, I will have my my uh, <laughs> my boat will be loaded like it's going fishing for the demo ride for sure. So if somebody wants to uh, go for a ride in a CX twenty and then try out some Dobbins rods at the same time, I want to try out the uh, Ultrex. Uh, that'll be all fair game. Yep, everything was free. Yep, uh, most of the parking was free. Um, TK, if you come up for the uh, the, I'll buy a beer at Lord Fletcher's. Actually, in uh, uh, Intune Marine pays for food, so if you come out, they have like a big spread of a buffet at Lord Fletcher's. So with, you do have to buy your own beer, but I'll buy uh, anybody that comes and rides in my boat. Uh, I'll buy them a beer uh, at Lord Fletcher's, and they can enjoy the free food. All right, let's uh, let's let's uh, see who's gonna win this. BFE hat. Is sure one more doesn't want to get in? 55. There was a I did not get any of the Vision 110s. I know RJ and his buddy were very much hunting down the custom color art 110s. I wasn't that excited about them. I probably should have bought them and and sold them and flipped them, but I didn't. Jig Squad, Cuda. Which hat do you want, Cuda? The the uh the BFE or the uh or just the patch hat or the uh, the trucker hat. 
But yeah, I know the uh, Vision 110 thing is a big deal for people. But I, I did not grab those. Uh, a lot of people like the Dobbin 736 CB for glass. I like the Sierra 734. Noah, if you're still watching. Waze, if you're still watching, I absolutely am thinking I want to get down there. So if you want to go down there in maybe a week or two, let's connect on Instagram. Uh, Gators Adventure. Uh, favorite thing of the classic was meeting all the people. Uh, Benedetto, I don't, not really interested in the sleeper car at all, and I didn't look at them either. BFE, yeah, they're both BFE hats. The trucker or the one that I'm wearing? Jig Squad won something else. The one I have on. All right. Well, I know how to get a hold of you on the old uh, IG, so we'll connect on that, and I'll get that sent out via Hallman's website. If anybody else wants to get one, I totally encourage you. I think I pinned the link here uh, and posted it in chat. You know, help a guy like Hallman out, fishing on the elites. He's got a good YouTube channel, so if he's got a sweet hat, so if you want to support him, that'd be cool. Um, so... Last call for questions. Otherwise, I'm going to probably uh, finish packing up some Bass Tech jigs to take to Omnia because they need to get some restock. And uh, I'll probably go over to Brandon and Jermaine's uh, stream as well, which I've got it set up for an auto link. So thanks, everybody, for watching. I'm going to get a guest lined up for next week, and we'll be back on schedule. Sorry about not having one last week, but I was traveling for work. And I hope you enjoyed my classic debrief and uh, had a lot of fun. Hope you enjoyed the stories from the classic. And uh, maybe we'll be more organized next year. We can get a more organized group down to the classic, and I can meet uh, more of you. I didn't look. Honestly, didn't go to. I didn't go to the Berkeley booth, and I did not look at the call shad. That was bad on me. So I need next year. I need to make an agenda and a list so I don't forget to do things. So see you guys next week, and I'm gonna sign off. Um, And the if you're watching, it should auto direct you to uh germane stream so hang on for just a second uh if you came in late catch the replay um yes amy is already scheming about a tulsa group so uh, uh and there's a link there to get there but it should send you there automatically if you came in late catch the replays uh in all the places as always here to help you guys catch more big bass and suck less As always, thanks to all of you that hung in till the end of this podcast. This has been another episode of Hellabass Bass Fishing Podcast Experience. Please consider sharing this with any of your bass and buddies and friends. This is the best way for podcasts to grow is through word of mouth. Also, don't forget to search Hellabass on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, or just about anywhere else so that we can connect in more ways. As always, here to help you catch more bass and suck less.